Hey everyone, it's Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. I hope you are doing well. So this is episode 136 and today's was meant to be a heart to heart. So I have Tina Hall with me today, but because of video problems, we're going to just upload the audio only. Um, if if by miracle this all goes through, then we'll let you know if it goes up on YouTube or you can just pay attention. But we are hoping that it just works completely for the audio component. So welcome, welcome. Episode 136. And you know, these heart to hearts are amazing because what we do is we learn a lot more about our guest speaker. So I have an idea of the theme of today's episode for those that like to know a little bit more before you jump in. Um, unless it's perfect. Tina and I met last week and my bar was set pretty darn high about everything. And for the rest of the week, since our conversation, I kept on thinking about unless it's perfect. It's like, is it this or that? But why can't it be both? Mm. Um, you're thinking about things again. So with no further ado, Tina, let's introduce you. <laughs> Hi, Sonia. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Glad you're here. I'm seeing I got you chuckling right from the get-go. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. We It's a conversation, part of our conversation that we had last week. We often do the either-or, so we can have health or money. We can have money or a relationship, or we can have a relationship and or health, but it seems like we don't, it's, it's not an inclusive thing, but we can have health and money and wealth and relationships and love and all of it. That's the gift. It is the gift. And there's a little bit more I want to add on to that. And then we're going to tell everybody who you are and what you do. And we'll get started because I know we couldn't help but to to go there. I opened the door for you to jump right in. And I'm so glad that you did because I want everybody to be aware of the mindset shifts and how subtle they can be. Uh -huh. And as much as you think you might have a growth mindset, there's so much more to it than that. And we're going to tap into that today. So I've taken what we talked about and I converted it into an affirmation mm, nice. and I write it down every day. And I'm going to share this with you. It is safe having it all. Mm. And I am brave enough to desire more. Mm, love that. Love, love that. that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, tell us who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? Go ahead. Okay, so I am from Toronto originally, and I now live in the Caribbean island of St. Kitts and Nevis, and the sister island, which is a smaller island, is Nevis that I live on. Been here for 18 years with my family and loving every moment of it. I am a massage therapist originally and transitioned into energy healing work online and mindset work. I combined that with the Akashic Records in my own signature method called the Infinitely You Method. And I help heal women who are in critical pain from their childhood trauma or wounds. And so they don't have to live it, relive it. It's so many 
when you go to therapists and you go to counselors, you're going over and over and over and over again. And it's not necessary. I, it's amazing that there has to be some understanding and there has to be obviously some insights and I have to be aware of some of the things that are going on, but I don't need to know the depths so that you're being call back into the emotional trauma again of the experience, which is really important to me um, because I've seen how recalling it actually re-traumatizes the person and it doesn't help. So I help remove it also from your physical and energetic body because a lot of times, if we have an understanding of emotions, when they're heightened, it gets locked in at the cellular level. And when it gets locked in at the cellular level, that's where it starts to keep us stuck and holds us back and doesn't allow us to step into our fully full greatness and be who we're meant to be. So this is where I step in. And that sounds so amazing. Now, where do you find people benefit the most when they work with you? So it's been interesting and, and it's going to sound like nothing because <laughs> it's, we throw the words around, but we really don't understand them because we haven't felt them in a very long time. So a lot of people feel calm. They feel relaxed. They feel like they're in their bodies. They feel more empowered. They feel less pain and they feel clarity. So those things are, sound so simple and we have a basic understanding of them, but we have gone so far away from them. We don't realize that we actually don't know how they feel anymore. Mm. That's huge. So the people that come to you, then they're experiencing this so much by second nature. Yes. Like they don't even realize. Don't even realize one client after two sessions said to me, Tina, I thought I was a kind of a relaxed person because she lives in my sister on in Sinkets and she lives by the beach and she, you know, enjoys her life and things were going relatively well that she was having neck and shoulder and tension. And she said, I did not know how unrelaxed I was. And that's not even a word, I don't think. But <laughs> And what shifted for her? The energy work, because it helps center you, it helps calm you, it helps realign you. There's the balance between... I work with the mind as well as the physical and the energetic body. So it's the whole, we, we often are treated by body parts. So some people are working with the mind, but they're not working with the emotion or they're again, it's that, or right. So it's a holistic approach, yeah. mind, body, heart, and soul. It's all of it. It's never one piece of it. And I learned that a long time ago with massage and I also didn't realize that I was putting the emotion into it, but I hadn't really been tapping into it at a great level because I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a counselor, but I realized that I was putting the mindset work into it, even though 
it was a piece of it. So I, I had this notion that I needed to work with a psychologist or a, a psychotherapist or whatever, plus the body work, the energy healing work to actually help people on a deeper level. And I couldn't find anybody who, who bought into what I was offering so that they could, we could do it together. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to just do it on my own. <laughs> so I did. So you found an opportunity and you ran with it. Yes. Yes. And let's talk about the law of attraction for a minute on that vibrational scale. What does, where does doing what you do land you? Oh, high up. Um, I, yeah, I, um, I mean, I've done some moderate testing i'm around 600 700 on the the scale so it's pretty high up i've done a lot of healing and work on myself so i've i've actually put this work to practice on myself first then i did a test group because i wasn't sure if it would translate online and the test group was getting great results so i figured okay well if they're getting the results it's gotta work so i just trusted the universe that if I had good intentions and my desire was strong enough to help other people online to heal, then it would come through and it has in a big way. That's, that's just so amazing that you're helping and healing online through technology, Mm -hmm. right? You can touch people all across the world. So if you were to have a magic wand and talk about your ideal client, why would they come to you? Because they're in a space right now with what they're feeling is normal to them. Right. Yeah. So we, we've also come to accept pain, whether it's mental, emotional, and or physical, and often all three. And we feel there's some kind of a badge of honor to live with it. And my motto has always been, why live with pain if you do not have to? Mm. And we don't have to. That's the God's honest truth. We're not meant to live with pain. God did not put us on this earth to live with pain. He put it, it's a signal. It's an indication that something's wrong. It's an indication that we need to heal. We need to do better, be better, act better, take care of ourselves, take care of our bodies, take care of whatever the issue, the trigger is for the pain. So it is like a breadcrumb. So for me, money was my pain. And so it put me on the path of healing on such a big scale, because that was the pain that I needed to be triggered in order for me to get to that point where I could heal and wanted to heal. So it comes in different forms. And that's but everybody the- has a trigger. Yeah, there's something somewhere along the road that's got a trigger that has pain points. It could be um, from childhood, it could be from an, a car accident, it could be from having a life change. COVID, I'm sure, opened up a lot of wounds for a lot of people because all of a sudden they're transitioning from making money, creating their life, 
they're in their routine, everything going along, and all of a sudden, bam, we're no longer who we thought we were, and what the heck are we going to do now? Right? For those that can't see, because we have the video on a little bit, but I'm like nodding my head, and I'm like, that was a huge turning of events for a lot of people. People either didn't see that the other shoe was going to drop because they didn't want to, Or they felt like they were protected. But too many people are living in that state all the time without realizing it. Because, and and you talked about this pain, we didn't get into this depth yet, but, you know, there's different modalities of what fear looks like and and of what pain is. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's meant to keep you safe if we slow down enough and listen Mm -hmm. to the messages. So that's the point I wanted to circle back here is everything that Tina shared isn't doing more just because it's doing things better. It, it doesn't mean you do more of the same Mm -hmm. to get the changes that you're looking for. Do you want to talk about the benefits of doing less? Yeah. And, and change if you, it's, what's that quote? If you do keep doing the same thing over and over again, that's the definition of insanity. <laughs> so, it's true. Yeah. And if you're seeing patterns in your life and you're seeing things come full circle again, it's like mm, something's wrong, something's out of alignment, something's not working. So we've it's time for you to change when that starts to be seen because you're otherwise you're missing out and it'll just repeat itself again. So if you don't want it, then you got to make the change flow is when we're in full alignment with our mind, body, heart, and soul. And that is ease and flow. And it's an amazing space to be. And it is where there's happiness and joy and you have fun and you love what you do and your relationships are good and, and things feel just mm, yummy. (laughs) Really, seriously, it's just yummy. If you look forward to the day, you're excited about what's to come and, and you're just, it, it doesn't have to be hard. And, and I've really tried to think about why we've gotten into this phase. And I think it comes from uh, the era of the machines and, and the industrial revolution. And we're just have to work hard, work hard, work hard in order to pay our bills in order to have success in order to get where we want to go. And the truth is the more you work hard, the less likely it's going to come to you. We have a saying in the Caribbean. Okay. Slow down to speed up. It's fitting, you know, and it is one of the hardest things that we have to do that we have to embrace because for instance, I didn't spend the last 25 years of my life doing anything remotely called slowing down, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. anything that would fall into that category really. And when I do, and I do for a couple of days, my vibration changes on the law of attraction. And then I start to get into my own head. Because it's so unnatural. But you see, when we don't do that, we get exhausted. Yes. We hit a wall. We lose our bearings. We overindulge. We do these things that don't make us feel well Mm -hmm. because we're not in flow. 
Right. And, and we're not in trust. So we're not trusting the universe is going to take care of us. If we really want ease and flow in our lives, that is one of the biggest factors that I've come to realize. And you and we cannot look at our now realities. If we keep focused on our now realities, we're going to get more of our now realities. So it's shifting our focus and our intention to be better, to feel better, to dream bigger, to have use our imaginations for possibilities and magic and miracles and, and be able to be inspired and uplifted and do it for other people and just feel good. That's when all of a sudden things start to shift for us because we're not looking at oh, that bill that has just come in and we're like, oh crap, how are we going to pay that bill? Well, feel that energy of that comment and statement yeah. alone versus what I just said before, the fees and the flow and the fun and the, you know, it's totally different. And, and the more we stay into that low vibration, low energy emotions, then it just tracks more of that low vibration and energy and emotions. So if we want to be better, do better, heal, get healthy, have success, have more money, got to raise the vibrations. And then that's, that's attractive. And that's the thing, raising the vibrations is key and it can be done in so many different formats because one of the takeaways um, that I've taken from our conversation so far is flow is not a place. Guys, you don't have to wait to retirement or until you're a certain shape or a certain size or yeah. on the weekends. Flow can happen now. Yes. And when we step into that, we can hold on to that a lot longer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also it's, so other people might call it Zen space or um, you're in the zone and you're just feeling like you're on fire and things are coming and you're, you're getting the downloads and the inspiration and you're, you're productive as all you can be for that day. And you're feeling like, you know, everything's going well, that is flow. And it's because we are actually working with our inner selves at that state. And we're in that alignment with our inner selves and who we're meant to be. And we're not having that push pull and that resistance and the, the argument in our heads where we're, you know, the mind chatter is taking over and it's telling us that we shouldn't do that and putting the doubt and the worry and the fear. And then all of a sudden we're overeating to compensate for the fact that we're not in flow. And when that happens, then magic. Yeah. Magic happens when we're in flow. So how do we get in flow? How would we tell the listeners to this podcast how to start to get into flow. So it's different for everybody and it can be easy and it can happen overnight. It's really about doing what you desire. Loving yourself, coming from a full cup, self-care, making sure that you are putting yourself as a priority Many of the women that I work with always say, oh, but isn't that being selfish? And one of my coaches said, no, it's self-honoring. Mm -hmm. Honor yourself. Yeah. You matter. 
and you cannot take care of other people from an empty cup, period. And this is why we overeat and overindulge and get into drinking or drugs or um, being with people that aren't healthy and don't deserve our time and attention and stuff. So we really want to give back to ourselves first. We're our first priority and then we can overflow into everybody else. And when we align to that, that is when our higher selves, our inner being is just ecstatic because they, they want us to have everything that we desire. So go after that, feel in that space of desire. What do I want? Not do what do I need? Exactly. So the best way I find to tap into that is think about your future self. Think about that person on your vision board. Think about that person that is the perfect shape in her eyes, has the perfect bank account. So there's no money issues. There's no health issues. There's no money issues. So whatever that looks like to you. Mm-hmm. And there's no time issues. Your time yeah. is your time, right? Mm-hmm. So think of that ideal scenario in the future for you. And what does that person want to fill her time with? Yeah. And, and you're laughing, Tina. And feel it as it's already yours. Yes. You start living it now. Now, right. So if your future self, for instance, if your future self has journaling and doing her daily reflections as a non-negotiable, because there's no better feeling than writing out your thoughts with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, and you give yourself a couple of hours, start doing that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Whatever it looks like once a week, twice a week. Does she listen to music and go play in the garden for five minutes? Do it now. Right. How does she dress? Because the more you can step into that feeling of what you're chasing. Yeah. The more you're going to realize perfection isn't what you're looking for. It's not a matter like unless things are perfect, it's completely different than that. It's learning what that flow is. Yeah, and there's no such thing as perfection. Even a rose that is the most incredible, beautiful, perfect bloom that comes out and eventually it dies and the leaves fall and it turns brown and it it misshapens and it just is. So there's perfect moments, but there's no perfection and where it's unattainable. And I don't, again, I don't know where that comes from, the need for it. It's really a form of procrastination (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it stops us from getting where we want to be and what we want to do and where we want to go. And I was going to say, and a lot of it started, and this is why it's so ingrained and stuck in us because a lot of it started while we were in school. Yes. For those grades, right? And when we think of the chakras that are now being impacted by it, those are our lower two chakras. Yes. And they're going to have the most influence as to things that are harder to escape from, such as the need to chase perfection. Mm-hmm. Well, and also as children, we're taught to work towards external reward. So it's the grade or it's the parent's approval or it's the friend's love or your parent's love. And the truth is, is that 
that will always fall short. Always. We will never feel good enough if we look to the external environment. We have to do it from within. And that is an amazing point because so many people will reach to a coach and have a conversation with them with the intention of that person leaving their job, leaving their husband, leaving their their town, their city, their province, their state, whatever it looks like, because it's everybody else's problem, but theirs. Well, and they're not going to tell you that. With you. you bring yourself with you. So if you're not aware that yes. you are this scenario, if you're not aware that it's your way of thinking or maybe just your stage where you're at, mm -hmm. it's kind of like the same thing when it comes to affirmations and gratitudes. If we come from a place of scarcity, Yes. If we come from a place of victimhood, right. we're never going to get what it is that we desire. Fully. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's the same mindset of, as a victim without knowing that you're a victim. Just everything happens to you wherever you go. You can't right. escape it. And you also can't go to those places for happiness. Right. Yeah. Right? So, And we still do that as a society, Tina. And I'm sure this is what you were going to just pick up with. Like we see yeah. this all the time as a society. Yes. So living the life of everything is happening to me means you're living a passive life and that you're just reacting and responding to everything that's coming at you. If you're living a life of everything's happening for me, which is when you're in your power, you're in control, you are stepping into the truth of who you are, then things are in your control, you're in your power and Things around you do not affect you as much, which is so freeing. I can't even begin to tell you how freeing that is because my ex-husband was a bit of a narcissist towards the end. And I don't know if he's fully a narcissist or he just gained some narcissistic personality traits at the end. I don't know. Something went wrong. And I remember him standing at the doorway of my office and I'm on the computer and he is yelling at me and he's cussing me and he's saying all these nasty things to me. And I just looked at him. I turned back to the computer. I probably even had a smile on my face. And then I kept going on because I've decided that I'm not going to change who I am because of the way he is. We do not have to be someone else we don't want to be. No. and that comes with experience doesn't it mm -hmm. and a lot that of learning and growth and emotional intelligence and and stepping into our power I had to regain my power because I didn't even know what it was I had to raise my standards and have boundaries that I didn't know I I didn't have anymore and really redefine who I am on all levels yeah. because it eats you it beats you down yeah, and then your your identity shots altogether oh. after that, and you're rebuilding, and and it doesn't matter if it's a divorce or any significant change will have the same impact. Mm -hmm. And we work with women that go through those changes all the time. Yeah, we see it every day, and it's not. I, I guess this is the the another takeaway here is don't be so surprised. So when you realize you're sitting there holding your breath, waiting for that other shoe to drop, mm -hmm. you've gone through a lot and it's okay to learn that it's okay to identify 
mm-hmm. that, but don't sit in that space of victimhood. Right. Now that you know, you can do something about it, but don't beat yourself up for not knowing. Yes. Yeah. You, we have to have compassion with ourselves and, and anything Sonia and I are saying today, it's not because we're trying to judge you or criticize you or make you feel bad. It's because awareness is so key if we want to make changes in our lives and we don't even know sometimes that we're being that way until someone brings it to our attention and then all of a sudden it's like oh damn (laughs) but it's not a bad thing right like the initial shock of it seems seems that way it doesn't matter who you are people are looking up to you Yes. Your friends are looking up to me, to your, your children, your cousins. People are looking up to you, whether you realize it or not. Yes. They're watching your moves. They're watching your energy. They're feeding off you. There's mm-hmm. givers and takers in this world. And it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, where things fall. It's how you handle the cards in your hand. Yes. And you can have a shitty deck, a shitty deck that was dealt to you and be like, huh, Okay, well, maybe I'm not winning this one, but I can still have fun and enjoy the ride. So, and it can change. And it can change because we're not, yes. And that's the thing. We can sit in a space for a long period of time trying to find the answers, but the answers will always show up at the right time. If we're open to it, yes. We exactly have to allow allow it to come to us. And sometimes, and I had a client tell me this that it's easier to live with the pain instead of coming back up out of it and then going back into it. And I was like, wow. And yeah, like I felt it on such a a visceral level. It was just shocking, but it's so true. So, you know, I get that everybody's at a different phase and maybe you're not ready yet. And maybe it's not your time and that's okay you will eventually get to that point. And when you're ready, it will change, but know that it can. And, it and that's can the handle. thing. Tina, Tina, you're, you're a hundred percent like bullseye. You might be listening to this for the first time and hearing some great information and then do nothing with this information. But then subconsciously you might realize throughout the next couple of weeks, you're hearing more and more of the same. That's meant for you. If it's meant for you, this isn't going to go past you. Right. And it's not too late. It's not something that you should have, would have, could have taken action on sooner because it wasn't your time. And yeah. and that's another variable I want to make sure that we talk about today is there, the perfect time is now. It wasn't yesterday or it would have been presented yesterday. Right. Right. It's not tomorrow. You're ready to learn these things when you're ready yeah and we can hear things I think it's 13 times before we actually get it and I and I've been there like there's been many things my coaches have said over the years and I'm like I don't even understand what that means my biggest thing right now is is I have a master class coming up and it's healing from the inside out and there was the some my coach had said the your inside world represents what your outside world is so I can tell you in a minute what what your inside world is telling you and I'm like what the hell are you talking about how can you see see inside me (laughs) 
and it took me a while to get the concept because it's these are big concepts like these are they're thrown out there and and people don't understand and don't get them and again it's when you're ready you'll understand it's just like when you're ready the coach will come along or the, or the teacher yes and and the uh, possibility will come along so it's it's all about the journey and it's about allowing yourself to process and grow and expand and evolve through the journey. But that concept was forever. Even the boundaries. I'm like, what the heck are boundaries? What does being in my power even mean? Because for me, being in your power means overlording and being dominant and dominating so I had to really unravel those beliefs and those concepts because it doesn't mean a bad thing when you're in a healthy power position. Right. But it had it came with a lot of baggage for me. So I had to unravel that before I could step into it. And you probably had no idea you had that baggage until you started your journey. Yeah. Not Why would you? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Honestly. And that's the thing. You can't yeah. beat yourself up for what you don't know or for timing or for this or for that. Um, because and like it, and it said, is it's about timing. So we, we have a tendency to want things done like this and, you know, we want change now. We don't want to have to go through the hard part of healing and getting healthy and clean living and and all that kind of stuff and the reality is it's it's got to become a lifestyle change it is not an overnight fix it's not like medicine that will you can take you know a week worth of of uh, medicine and then you're feeling better because of you've got a sickness it's not like that it is really truly about a growth experience and it's layers and layers and layers. And with each up level and life experience you have, there's going to be another layer that's going to come about and you just have to be prepared for it. It's not going to be as harsh. It's not going to be as hard. It's not going to last as long, which is the beautiful thing, but it's still going to come up. It is. And those transformations are not easy. <laughs> they, they're not they, but they're not usually no <laughs> they're not normally i mean if you think of the idea of a butterfly turning into a caterpillar that sounds easy yeah. um but you completely lose your footing you completely forget the most well, basic things <laughs> like you you are completely i am not the person i was a year ago today oh 100 percent Right. But we don't notice those small little changes yeah. at all. No. I mean, we can even put things in a perspective. I've read 31 books last year. Of course, after reading one book, I wouldn't be the same person. Right. Yeah. Right. So I completely loved the way you put it all together and how you said it's a lifestyle change. You see, and this is probably what your coach was saying to you before but in different words, um, what we do in one part of our life, we do in all parts of our life. Mm -hmm. So if we feed our mind crap, we are likely doing a crappy job with our finances and we are probably eating takeout more often than not. Yes. Okay. Because we don't believe that we deserve more and mm -hmm. we don't even know where to start. And then we don't realize that just by switching from crap 
to homemade stuff is enough of a difference to start, but that can't be the only difference. Right. And right? it might have to be one of those things where we take steps. So if we're yes. eating out all the time and we're eating crappier takeout foods, then maybe it's going to a healthier takeout food. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. Right. And then, but now you're looking at all four pillars, meals, movement, mindset, and your relationship with money. So taking that experience from crappy takeout to healthier takeout. Mm -hmm. Okay. is going to have an impact on your desire to move your body. Right. It's going to have a positive impact on your mindset because you did something powerful, right. which is then going to help you eliminate your stress of what is should have could have AKA your relationship with money. And yes. that's going to have a positive impact. Right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, maybe you don't do take out five days a week. Maybe you only do it three times a week. And then you, you start to feel healthier. I was, when I was, my family was here, honestly, I would have chocolate and I didn't eat a lot of chocolate, like two, two little pieces of chocolate a day. And I have not had a piece of chocolate in probably a month because there's no desire. And I am right now, I'm a single woman and I cook for myself. I realized that. So at Christmas time, there's a group of us that get together and we do a potluck and my lasagna is my go-to dish. And so I had said to somebody, I haven't had this in a year. And they said, well, that's really sad. What do you mean you haven't had it in a year? And I don't make it for myself because my family's not here. So I bought myself a little container and I made myself a little lasagna. I portioned it out in three different containers. I had it a couple of weeks in a row. And then the other one's in the fridge waiting for me to have when I have a busy day and night. And so we can take care of ourselves and, and start to set ourselves up and portion our foods and stuff like that. We have to, we have to cook as a single person, just as much takeout. Because <laughs> it's the same paradigm, right? And that's the thing we're kind of, ex if, if we go with the mindset that we're looking at something else to enhance our life and then we'll start to cook. No, no. You got to have that will and desire within you, no matter what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're good yeah. enough. You're worthy enough of cooking for yourself. And you deserve that's a it. Lot like of, yeah. A lot that's a of, lot of self-love. Yeah, a lot of women struggle with that because they go from cooking for family to just cooking for themselves. And it's like, well, why? Why waste my time? Why waste my energy? You matter. That's what it comes down to. And I love how we're exploring more on the food piece because you know at the end of the day it's still more economical than eating out right uh -huh. at the <laughs> plus you get to you're more in control of the choices that you make which means the food you put in your body to make you feel good and there's a major correlation to eating a ton of sugar and feeling awful mm -hmm. yeah because it spikes your metabolism so your metabolism is is going up and but it's temporary and then it it then uh, spikes downward and then you're on a low. That's why we have those foggy moments around three o'clock in the afternoon when we're not eating well, because all of a sudden 
you know, we've got the brain fog and it's, it's, we have to have a pickup. So then it's chips or chocolate or some kind of crappy food again to get us to dinner. And then dinner is there. And, and a lot of us probably aren't sleeping properly because we're either eating too late or we're not eating well. So then our stomachs are grumbling and that's not allowing us to sleep. So it's all about balance. And this is, this is really important for everybody. What I realized looking back now is when we were in Canada and we were going through the process of moving here, it was a lot because we both had, I had my own clinic, Elton was working. We had the two little girls. We were trying to pack everything so we could ship it all. And we had timing that we had to have in order for it to be here when we moved and all this kind of stuff. We were eating a lot of takeout. And we come here and there's no takeout. Oh. And there's no fast food. Chinese oh. food is the only fast food on the island. And it's not even fast food. It's cooked. It takes a good 40 minutes for you to get your meal. So it was a shocker. Because <laughs> we were not in. We had really. It had taken over our lives. And it's because you're so much on the go. We're not paying attention. We're not focused on what we're doing. And when we're not focused on what we're doing. Then we overeat. I get home a bag of chips and I remember eating the whole bag, but not really, really consciously on that level, eating the whole bag. And I'm like, oh, bag's gone. oops. Oops. <laughs> I mean, it happens. We have those moments, but we have them less and less when we slow down more and more. Yeah, 100% because we're conscious, we're thinking, we're paying attention and we're aware and we probably are now asking ourselves is that chip worth is it worth it is it worth it is it worth I mean I love it when I'm in that mindset where I would know exactly how many chips I could eat if it was a 5k run or a 10k run and what the difference is and I really wish I didn't lose that piece of paper but it literally said you need to do x amount of jumping jacks to eat this and um, a bike ride X long to burn off this many calories, which is in this, this, and this. I mm. loved the reference because you're right. It's not a matter of burning off the calories. It's about burning, making up for the energy that you've lost by eating that sugar or that sweetness. Mm -hmm. So it's not, and this is where most people think of, you know, they make a mistake of eating, working out as much as they want so they can eat whatever they want. But that doesn't eliminate the stress. That's not where the problem really is. That's a basic calorie in, calorie out solution. And that does work. But there's so much more work that needs to be tapped into that, which is the mindset work. Mm -hmm. Which is why people who do yoga, yeah, people was... who, yeah, people even who walk regularly, but with mindfulness and intention are still going to lose the weight. Mm -hmm. Probably yes. even more so. Yes. And with happiness and joy and yeah. feeling calm and more at peace and more. Right. Free. Yeah. So, and that's because you are eliminating the stress factor a hundred percent in your life. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things that we have circled back to. And one of them is the feeling of flow. 
Yeah. One of them was what does your future self want? And step into that. Like if, if time wasn't an issue, if money wasn't an issue, if your health wasn't an issue, how would you fill your day? And, you know, is it a walk every day? And if it is, why can't you do that now? Right. And, right? and there's a great book called The One Thing. And I'm, I have no idea who the author is. I, can't I can remember. tell you because I just read it. Let me just pull it up. Okay. Later. Yeah. And he talks about the one thing. And I think it's Benjamin Hardy. Okay. And he was saying um, that it could be one minute of. Sorry, it's Gary Keller. My mistake. Okay. No the problem. one thing. Gary right. Keller. So you can do one push up, one sit up, one, one, anything, any kind of movement. But what, what we're doing is trying to trick our brain a little bit because what happens is we do the one and then ego will kick in and it's like, well, we're not just going to do one, then we do 10. And then, or we do a minute or we do 10 minutes or we do something else, but it's the start. And it's the start that's the hardest part and to overcome that hardest part. So trick your mind. I'm just going to do one push-up, go for it. Now I'm just going to do one sit-up go for it. I'm going to do one minute of walking, even if it's up and down your patio, because it's snowing outside. It doesn't have to look like anything that is, you know, strenuous and or any of that. I, I pay attention. I've never done calories. I've never done the uh, scale ever. I judge everything by my clothes. And if my clothes feel too tight, I know I've put on a few pounds and then I work harder, more become more conscious because something obviously has triggered it, either stress or uh, I'm not exercising as much or I'm not eating as well as I should or something's going on. Not drinking enough water is a big factor as well. So I will look at that and then I'll make some shifts and changes. And stress is such a huge factor we underestimate when it comes to weight. And I noticed that since my family is gone and the stress of that and that experience is gone, I'm losing inches. I'm exercising, but I'm, I was exercising before they left and I didn't lose inches, but I've, they've left and I'm losing inches. So it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And, and that stress piece it's that subconscious piece that we don't even realize how stressed we are it goes mm -hmm. back to having that work done because it impacts all of the different areas of your life. Yes. Right. Tina's yeah. going to share with us how you can reach her. Um, it's going to be included in the bio here in the show notes and um, you can, anybody can reach out to you, Tina. Oh yeah. Um, I was mostly working with women and there's been a, a bit of a call and demand on working with men. Um, so I'm open to both men and women. And honestly, if you're ready, I'm, I'm here for you to work with you. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited for you because you can heal. And that's the beauty of our, this body is it has healing practices. And so we've just got to tap into it. And sometimes we don't always know the steps that we need to do. But that's what you and I are here for, right, Sonia? So 
Yeah. And it, it's true. Like we, we don't really realize it until we do the work and learn the details, but everything in our body right now is working in its own job, doing its own thing, keeping everything functional. If we yeah. were to have a little cut somewhere, all of the little dudes come and fix it. I mean, everything is already working. So you can heal yourself. And there's so many books, Louise, Hey, you can heal your life. There's so much to support that. And there's so many resources out here for you. So Mm -hmm. I want to thank you, um, Tina, for being a guest on the show today, guys, if you are listening to this or when you do catch this, don't forget, we are doing weekly giveaways. So to participate, you need to do hashtag episode 136. That'll be this episode and hashtag ask Sonia S O N Y A on the same um, piece and let us know what you like best about this particular episode, what your biggest takeaway was and how we can support you with your next set of questions and answers. Perfect. Thank you so much, Tina. Is there anything else you can share with us before we sign off for the day? Well, I want to thank you, Sonia and your audience for listening and for being here because this is the first step. This is the step of listening and becoming um, more aware and really wanting more and better and greater things for yourself. So I really honor you for that. And I hope that you honor yourself, love yourself enough and really take care of yourself so that you're stepping into the greatness that you truly are meant to be. Yeah, those are some powerful words, and it is so true because it is safe for you to have everything that you've ever dreamed of, 100%. And you can let go of the theory of unless it's perfect because everybody's perfect is a different story. But that is the title of today's show because so many times when we represent ourselves to somebody, we want to step up to the plate as if it's perfect, as if we're going to hit that perfect home run. And that's nowhere near the case. We're yeah. lucky if we make it to first base. <laughs> and I, and I'm sure that the baseball players, when I used to play baseball, I used to close my eyes when I hit the ball. And I could have those home run moments. But, you know, we're not always perfect in the form. And sometimes we get lucky. And so, you know, there's not always, like I said, there's perfect moments, just not yes. perfection. Exactly. Again, thank you, thank you, and thank you, everybody, for listening, and um, we will catch you all next week.